Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight, we have a one-shot. It's one we've played before a number of times, but it's a fun one. The name is Intruders. It was written by Noah Lloyd and Matt Ryan, and it's available on the Reckoning of the Dead website. I'm your game master, and this is version four. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. There is a small island in the South Pacific called Smith's Island, named for an Australian sea captain, Jacob Smith, who discovered it in 1806. The island is volcanic and covered in tropical jungle, and it's thought that up until recently, no humans lived on the island prior to its discovery. There are no dangerous animals. In fact, the largest animal on the island is the tiny Smith's parakeet. After Captain Smith came to the island, a small colony sprang up but never really grew. The year is now 1985, and there are still only about 35 families, mostly Australians, Kiwis, and British expatriates that permanently reside in the town of Smith's Landing. There are only a handful of businesses, Pete's General Store, where you can get supplies that have been brought over from the mainland, there's a pub called the Ruddy Hog that serves food and beverages and is the most common place to find the locals hanging out, and two small bungalow resorts for tourists that can accommodate only about 25 families each. It's a tiny island. Three weeks ago, the island's small but active volcano erupted. Thanks to seism seismographs stationed around the island, no one was hurt. Lava was expelled and fortunately flowed in the opposite direction from the town. The only damage done in Smith's Landing was a few broken windows from the resulting sonic boom and earthquake. Almost all of the tourists left at that time. The residents returned and shortly thereafter, a group of hikers observed a large structure on the far side of the island uncovered by a landslide. They estimated that it was about 300 meters up the far side of the volcano. They told this to the local authorities who then contacted your respective universities. You arrived via seaplane from Tonga a few hours ago. You've settled in your rooms at the Paradise Resort and have gathered at the Ruddy Hog to make your plans. What's your next move? And so I turned to him and I said, you call that an eruption? <laughs> Dead silence fills the bar. The joke Ooh. was that bad. Tough crowd, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I just sort of like yeah. I cover my face and just cringe and just. <sighs> I assume you'll all be who I'm working with, gentlemen. Yeah, man. Pleased to meet you. Uh, my name's Samuel Charlo, but you can call me Shift. Reason being is a lot of uh, people think I'm quite fidgety. I don't think so personally. As you can tell from the accent, I'm from Southern Ireland. Uh, I was hired by the University of Sligo. Um, heard about the eruption and the structure it revealed. And this could be the find of a lifetime. Um, super excited to work with you all. And pleasure to make your acquaintance. Hi, I'm Dylan Roberts. Uh, I am a professor of archeology, span uh, University of California, San Francisco. And I've, you know, I'm, of course, been sent down here to investigate the uh, structures that have been recently revealed on the volcano and looking forward to working with you all. 
Well, I'm uh, uh, Brock Stone. I'm a volcanologist trained out of the uh, University of British Columbia. Perhaps you've uh, heard of me. I'm rather well known from my uh, uh, YouTube uh, series, Brock Stone in the Lava Zone. <laughs> you caught those once or twice. <laughs> oh, yes, my radio series. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> that hasn't thanks. happened yet. <laughs> nice to meet you, dudes. Uh, my name is Daniel Grove. You can call me Mr. Grove. I'm the geologist from Arkham, originally from New... New York, but come on, you gotta love the nature, man. <laughs> uh, I'm Dr. Samuel Caldwell, a professor of anthropology. I come from uh, Boston, Harvard specifically. Been teaching there for a while, and frankly, I'd like to go back, but <laughs> I have to be here instead. I should mention too that the island is lovely. It's very tropical. It's not too hot this time of year. Um, it's not windy. Um, and it doesn't, doesn't tend to rain too much. So it's like literally the perfect time of year to be here. As you're all sitting there and having a couple of drinks, um, uh, you see a gentleman walk through the door. He's dressed in a white linen uh, suit um, he's rather plump, uh, Caucasian fellow with a beard and a mustache. He walks over to the uh, bar and uh, says something, and you see the bartender point to you. And uh, he walks over towards where you are. Well, uh, gentlemen, you've uh, arrived. They just told me. Sorry I didn't come earlier. Um, my name is, uh, oh, sorry, Mason Keith. I'm the mayor of uh, Smith's Landing. It was I who uh, alerted the, uh, the, the the land lovers what, uh, <laughs> that uh, that something had happened here. Pleasure to meet you, uh, Mayor Keith. Thanks for having us. Did you have a safe trip? I mean, uh, everything was okay, and we've got you staying at the Paradise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like. Uh, Expenses paid Polynesian punch. Can't complain <laughs> about that. Well, I'm sorry. There's, I mean, the staff should be treating you like kings, considering that all of the, uh, almost all of the tourists have left. Um, like, exactly. sir, like, sir, this island's just beautiful enough for us already. You don't need to give us any well, more special attention. Well, I mean, it's really your, your respective universities that, uh, that are the ones who are interested in it. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, anything to drum up a little tourism here. Um, nothing like this has ever happened here. It's actually really quite a, a boring island unless you're into sitting on the beach and reading and uh, drinking, uh, drinking a cocktail of some sort. Or going hiking, people like to hike. You've just named everything I love to do and more. <laughs> and everything well, I is... hate doing. <laughs> this is the place to relax if you want to relax and get away from it all. We're quite a ways from everything. So, um, so tell me about this volcano. Uh, Smith's Peak. Yes, you notice that uh, everything here is named Smith. Um, you'd wonder that the sea captain had a, a bit of an ego. Uh, Smith's Landing, Smith's Peak, Smith's Island, Smith's Parakeet. 
Um, island, well, I mean, you can see the volcano. There it is. Um, it's still smoking a bit, but the the readings that the, the land, the, the people uh, in Australia have told us is that it doesn't look like it's going to erupt again. Uh, it was just, mm -hmm. I don't remember what they called it. Probably you know better than I do. You're the volcanologist. Mm -hmm. um, um, it was just some sort of pocket of, I think he called it magma. Mm. Yes, a, a bubble. A, he kept a magma bubble, stray magma bubble. Yes, indeed. Mm. Well, fortunately, all of the uh, we had all of the warning signs, so the tourists all left the day before it happened. Um, all of the uh, the the locals they also left for the the mainland. Um, uh, but then they've they've come back since then since they told us it was safe. All of the lava went down the other side of the volcano into the sea. Uh, on the topic of tourists, do you know if anyone has gone into these so-called ruins before oh, no, us? No. Uh, there's um, uh, a couple of the tourists. The, the tourists, uh, I think they might still be here. Uh, Mr. Carl Weiss and uh, Wolfgang Feiertag um, they were they they wanted to go out and see the lava flows, as they said, and as they were on the other side of the island towards the uh, the shore, they looked up and said that they could see something that looked like a structure, like uh, almost like buildings, uh, up on the side of the volcano that uh, probably caught uh, unearthed by a landslide. And that's the closest anyone's gotten to them. That's the closest anyone's gotten. Yes. Um, they said about 900 meters up the, or what did I say? 300 meters up the uh, 900 feet. Well, uh, well, fellas, would you be interested in taking a look uh, one of these days while we're here? Oh, and, and that, that's one of the reasons I'm here. So has there been a preliminary uh, survey done of the uh, uncovered structures yet? No, you're the first people here. Mm. Wonderful. <laughs> that's good um, to hear. By chance, are we near any fault lines or anything? I uh, think that this is part of what they call the the ring of fire. Is it? Not the sure. Ring of fire. Most of most of the vault, most of the islands out here in the South Pacific. Ah, are yes. Volcanic. Yes, I believe that's yes. the name. Uh, yes, the the ring of fire. Yes, there, there there's quite a number of them around here. It uh, it, it fits in, and you know, I pull out a map and show you. You know. Uh, sort of, you know, where it lines up and has sort of makes this sort of rough ring. It's it's well, kind of like a ring. It's a, you know you got to use your imagination a little bit, but but has nothing to do with the Johnny Cash song. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, but I don't think so. <laughs> no, I believe that song was about hemorrhoids. Right, it's, a, it's a wonderful song, though. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he might be from the future, <laughs> man. Maybe he's just trying to warn us. <laughs> but anyways, I want to see that. Uh... That uh, structure you're talking about, see if it's probably just some rock formation or something. A lot well, of uh, tungsten type likes to go weird like that. Um, the, uh, the, the hiking trail that goes all the way around the island takes about three hours to get back um, to Smith's Landing. And then if you're going to hike up the mountain, 
Well, you'll need some sort of gear or I, I don't know. It, it, it's not, it's not that pointy of an island until you start to get up towards the, the peak. Uh, question. Since my character is more of a mountaineer, would I at least have a walking stick with me? or? Like a... Well, you guys all knew beforehand that you were going to be going up a, a mountain, so you probably brought stuff with you. Yeah, probably brought, brought my own gear and everything. Yeah. Well, uh, I can bring... I can definitely walk with one of you guys, maybe two. Well, um, I'll leave you to it. If you need anything, if you need to talk to anyone, um, as I say, I believe the hikers did not leave. Uh, in fact, I think they only just arrived. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not well versed in the history of the island. I actually only moved here a few years ago. Our oldest, uh, the oldest person on the island is uh, Terry Thames. Um, I think he's he's in his mid to late seventies, and uh, he's lived here most of his life, I think. Uh, but other than that, if you need anything, you know, don't hesitate to call. Um, everybody knows where I am. Most of the time, I'm on the beach. So you're the mayor of this town. You only been here for a few years. Well, yes, yeah. You'll find that most of our residents are either either New Zealand or Australian individuals or rich white people. Well, the island's yeah. not not easy. It, the island is not a very good ecosystem. I mean, you see that it's a beautiful tropical island, but the the Smith's parakeet is about all we have. Um, there's no part of the island that grows any food. Uh, everything has to be brought in, you know, like once a week on seaplanes. <coughs> so the island's never sustained anything. There's no there's no goats or pigs or anything like that living here. Um, so people live here just to waste money is what you're telling me. It, yeah. So like I say, sit <laughs> on the beach and drink drinks. Um, the, uh, the uh, natives, I believe the Maori from New Zealand have a name for it. Uh, Kohatu Toka, the cursed island. <coughs> they call it cursed mm -hmm. only because it's a waste of time. There's no food here. There's no... Right. Uh, and it's it's also why we've believed that no one has ever lived here until the settlement. So if there's some sort of structure up there on the mountain um, that's that's ancient, you know, like the Easter Island stuff, that would be astonishing. Nothing like that should be here. Are we even near the Easter Island or just uh I think Easter Island's the farthest island from anything. Yeah, it's um, off, off coast of Chile or something, I think. Yeah, uh, it's like fifteen hundred miles yeah. from anything else. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be that. <coughs> I, I I'm not sure. I can't I can't answer that off the top of my head. I think that might be South Pacific, which would be 
but way, you know, we couldn't be way farther to the from east. it actually. Right. Yeah. I thought it was like uh, near Iceland or something. No, it's it's def- definitely way down south. Right in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Glad I'm not a cardiologist. <laughs> most most of the islands were settled by people traveling from boats from island to island. But some of the islands are larger. Tonga, obviously, is much larger. Um, lots of animal life there, so people could sustain themselves, but not this island. <coughs> if for some reason we couldn't get supplies in, we'd all have to leave. Yeah, there's no real way to sustain yourself here. Correct. Unless you start eating parakeets. Yeah. Problem is, yeah, there's not much meat when you get all the bones out, though. <laughs> so tourism is is our main thing. Import and export. Paradise Island, man. <laughs> Paradise with no food or water. <laughs> and of course, now, now he probably wouldn't say it out loud, but... This would be a good place to hide ex Nazis. <laughs> yeah, with money, or like like a you know a, an old mobster who's decided to exactly you know, right. lay things down. Okay. I hope we don't verse some red demon uh, with a big giant fist. <laughs> All right. So he says, if you need anything, please you know have somebody find me, and uh, and he says. Uh, you know, our island is your island. And he uh, walks away. And he gets a drink before he leaves. What would you like to do? Uh-huh. It's, right, probably, it's probably about noon at this point. All right. In fact, you, maybe you already, you just ate lunch. Yeah. Nice, nice and slow. <clears throat> Suspecting there's not much in the way of research on the island. I mean, outside from talking to people, I imagine. Um, not much. <laughs> what are you well, thinking the, then? Just want to just go have a look? Or, well, the, the mayor did mention those two tourists yeah. who had found the relics or the ruins. And, and the relics and uh, the gentleman, uh, the Mr. Uh, Terry Timms, who's the oldest resident on the island. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the ruins themselves, but we don't want to go there yeah. just yet. <laughs> I don't think so, no. As much as I'd like to get this horrible yes. expedition over with, I fear we have a bit of research to do. Well. Sounds like you need to drink a bit more, Samuel. <laughs> oh, also, I'd like to point out my character has not consumed any alcohol. Okay. Only water. Well, my character Here's can't stop consuming it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Dude. Like, I'm the dude, man. <laughs> All right, so what would you like to do? Speak uh, to the locals, I guess. Go and yes. see Carl Wise and... Would it Wolfgang, be... Wolfgang Firetag, I guess. Uh, using a, uh, a game term, would it be prudent to split the party or no? Mm. I mean, cover more grind, I'll, I guess. I'll give you my uh, opinion on splitting the party. If your characters would naturally split the party, you split the party. <laughs> yeah. All right, then my character would probably just go and maybe uh, <clears throat> see how the soil is here. Maybe it's uh, some sort of uh, maybe just breaking of the island. Maybe it's about to sink any second now. <laughs> <laughs> go all Atlantis on us. Good geology. Okay. 
geology. Yeah. Uh, I roll it with my own dice, correct? Correct. Yeah. All right. Let me just look it up. Should be under science geology. I got a thirty-two out of thirty out of seventy, so I got a hard. And a hard. Um, the sand here is mostly seashells, uh, you know, ground-up seashells, uh, and the the ground underneath it is uh, going to be mostly basalt, uh, which is what you'd expect from volcanic eruptions. Um, the soil is really, really rich, which is why the tropical plant life just grows like crazy. Um, but it's exactly what you'd expect from a South Seas Island. Nothing unusual mm -hmm. about it at all. All right, I heard the rest of that. That's good. Sorry, I, I lagged a little bit. Oh. But if the soil is very rich there, and there's not much food here, well, it's because of the volcanic. Volcanic soil is usually really rich for plants to grow in. There's a, but there's probably just not enough space to farm no. anything. Yeah, the, yeah, it's, especially it's, the size of the island. Yeah. All right, it's all just it's all just coconuts and pineapples. Got it. <laughs> Somebody'd have to build a plantation and, and strip half the island to make it mm -hmm. make enough coconuts to. <laughs> And then you'd have enough room for the workers and the owner to live, and that's it. Yeah. And you'd have to have somebody buy the stuff when you've got larger islands and larger exactly. plantations. And not to mention, you've got that erupting volcano on your island, too. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a better investment just to have a paradise here, man. Uh, do we know if the volcano has ever erupted in the past? That would be a good volcanologist. He'd have to look at it, but most likely... Uh, the island itself was formed by well, the exploding volcano. So, um, and there's probably a strong tendency in the area of the way these volcanoes form that you know they they're flowing they're flowing volcanoes mm -hmm. that just continually, uh, yeah. like the Hawaiian Islands. Can, can I do a little research and do a volcanology roll? Sure. Let's see. Uh, that's a, okay, that's a one, I think. Uh, yes, that's a one. Wow. Okay. So I got a one. Um, your opinion of, of the island would be it's completely typical for this, this kind of area. That it's just basically flowing liquid hot magma. Um, it doesn't. It's not the kind of volcano that builds up pressure for a hundred years and then explodes like a bomb going off, and then kills half a continent or something. Right, it sends a shock, it sends a tidal wave all the way around the planet. That's Krakatoa. Krakatoa, Krakatoa. Krakatoa. When it went off, um, that was in the eighteen eighteen something. Uh, people on another island were were literally deafened. When the by the sound when the thing went off, it blew their eardrums out. So here it kind of did that too, but it didn't blow anybody's eardrums out. It did shatter some windows, but that's about it. All right. Uh, well, I'd like to go speak to uh, uh, what's his name, the the older fellow. Okay, Harry uh, Timms. Yeah, Harry Timms, correct. I'll, I'll accompany you with that. <laughs> yeah. 
And the other is you're going to go talk to the uh, the Germans, the hikers. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll see if we can maybe uh, get some far away shots if we're speaking at the same spot. Okay. <coughs> um, for the photographer, the the, the island's gorgeous. I mean, uh, your photography alone will make this look like a travel log. You know, of you want to come stay in paradise. Here's the place. It's just a shame they can't accommodate more than like 50 families total of extra people. All right. So let's uh, let's say that the if the photographer is going to go walk around and take pictures, that's what you're going to, to end up with. Um, the people going to talk to the Germans. They're actually staying at the same resort you are. Uh, and okay. since the place is almost deserted, except for employees, uh, it's fairly easy to find them. You find them sitting down near the beach, um, drinking some fancy frou-frou drinks with umbrellas in them and coconut shells and uh, sitting next to each other in, you know, lounge chairs on the beach, uh, chit-chatting uh, in German. Look, look, here comes somebody what they want with us. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, do you, did you, do you speak English? Hello. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we speak English. Uh, yes, uh, we, we, well, we've, uh, we, we, we were hoping to ask you a couple questions uh, about what's been going on uh, recently around here and uh, what, what you saw. Oh, you're from the newspaper. Uh, not exactly, but we're we're we're, uh, we're from a number of universities. We're doing a, a, a some some research uh, into what's been going on here. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about the the things that he saw? Well, uh, Carl and I were walking along the path, and uh, we went to the, um, the the lava flows. And you right. know, they're um, they're not large lava flows, but uh, uh, they're they're not very broad, you know. But uh, very sharp, sharp, uh, like uh, like like glass, uh, sharp glass. Uh, very very beautiful, going all the way up the mountain. But as we were looking at it, and we were um, we were talking about it, there was a place on the mountain. It looked almost like the mountain was uh, cracked open, and uh, there were odd shapes like um like cubes cubes yeah sticking out the side of the mountain uh same color as the mountain so we kept walking around to see if we could see them from a different angle but they were too far up the, the mountain we didn't bring binoculars so we Ooh. thought maybe it was something up there when we came back we asked and they didn't know anything about it so they thought they should call somebody we didn't climb up. We were a little afraid to. We didn't know how long it takes for the lava to completely harden. So we, right. we didn't want to walk up there because this was right after. We could still That's feel the long. heat. Do well, do a volcanology do a vul volcanology sure. roll. Uh, that one was an eighteen. So it's a hard. Whether you say it or not to them. What you know is this. Uh, this is going to be kind of like fluffy lava. 
um, uh, it's, uh, pumice mostly. Uh, as a result, um, you could walk on it and it wouldn't do much damage to your shoes, but you wouldn't want to put your hand on it and run your hand across it. Right. Because it would be like, like uh, putting it on a grater, you know, um, but, uh, but basalt lava hardens in about 15 minutes. Uh, but then it stays warm for about a month. Right. So you can actually walk on it after about 15 minutes, but uh, it stays warm yeah. deep down inside for about a month. Well, I'll say, well, you know, it's, it's actually, uh, it, it's definitely safe to walk on now. So a couple of us are going to go uh, take a gander, uh, but I appreciate you. Uh, is there anything else that you sh- that we should be uh, on the lookout for that you saw or can, can let me know about? No, you're going to have a time climbing up there because the jungle is pretty thick on that side. All right. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and you can't really get that from, there's not really any beach on that side. Um, the lava literally went right down over the cliff and into the ocean uh, on wow. that side. So mm. quite spectacular. Uh, we took pictures, but they're, they're not the uh, instant. They're the kind we have to right. get the film. So we'll, we'll, uh, if you give us your card or something, they'll send them to you after the Sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll hand him a card. I hand him a card. Yeah, he'll send you copies of our pictures. I'd like to go back with you, but uh, we're actually leaving uh, tomorrow morning, so ah, we don't have I time. Understand. Our vacation's over. We didn't run, Vince. Well, we we sort of ran. We we went out on the boat when the the volcano exploded, but uh, we didn't uh, we didn't leave. Once we knew the lava went the other direction, we were okay. Right. Well, glad to hear that you're all right. Um, thank you again. Appreciate it. Uh, have, a, have a good uh, rest of your travels. Well, thank you very much. All right. Um, the others of you who are going to meet Terry uh, T- Timms, <clears throat> you have to kind of ask around for a bit. Um, but eventually somebody says, go down to the beach, make a right, walk for about a half a mile and you'll find his place. You can't miss it. Look for the seashells. So you walk down to the beach, you make a right, you walk for a while and you get to this small little house hut sort of structure. Um, It's definitely European built uh, it was probably a small bungalow house. Uh, it has a little yard around it. And the entire house, the walkways, the fence posts, um, the tree trunks, things, uh, this person has meticulously collected shells and made little designs and glued things on and... The tops of all of his uh, fence posts have little seashells sticking up, and he seems—he's probably a, a beach collecting artist uh, who has collected seashells. And you notice other things too: sea glass and bits and pieces of bottles and stuff that have been glued into patterns. And uh, that's what his yard looks like <laughs> as you walk up. Um, but there's there is nobody in the front yard at the moment. So, what do you guys do? 
besides the seashells, is there anything special or interesting about his house, or is it just very normal? It's it's normal, except that it's covered with sea seashells. Seashells. He's okay. he's. They told you he's the oldest living resident here, and that he's been here most of his life. So it looks like he hasn't had much else to do but glue seashells onto things. Right. Okay. Well, I guess we walk up and knock on the door. Okay. You knock on the door, and uh, it takes a couple of knocks. Uh, but eventually you hear uh, some squeaky floorboards. And a door opens, and you are greeted by a man in uh, uh, kind of khaki shorts. Um, he's got no shirt on. Uh, he's barefoot. Uh, he's got a long beard and long hair. Um, his skin is... Uh, looks a little like goose flesh from baking in the sun uh, most of his life. Uh, so he's kind of nut brown, although he's obviously a Caucasian. Um, and uh, he's rather short, maybe four foot seven at the most. And uh, he looks up at you and he says, he says, who the hell are you? Uh, you can call me Dr. Caldwell. Uh, me and my associate here. Uh... Say no more. I've got. I've had a pain in my shoulder, in my back backside here, for quite some time, and I've been asking for a doctor. And uh, that old doctor in the in the town, he ain't very good. You must be replacing him. So why don't y'all come in? And uh, y'all his assistants? Well, you see, I'm not a medical doctor per se. I'm a doctor of anthropology. You know, the, the study of... Well, yeah, I know what anthropology is. I'm not quite that ancient. <laughs> he says, why don't you come on in? What do y'all want? He says, uh, coffee, tea... Uh, a cup of strong coffee would be wonderful right now. Have a seat. Um, everything is covered in seashells. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this this man is obsessed with seashells. Um, so he goes in and he uh, he goes into his kitchen and he says, "So, what are you young folks doing here?" Uh, that you want to talk to an old man. Well, the, uh, the, the ruins that were recently uncovered by the volcanic eruption. Ruins? Yeah, on the... Uh, is it the other side of the island, I think? Oh, I think I heard the mayor talking about something like that. There's nothing up there. I've never known anything. I know this island like the back of my hand. I've been here since uh, 1935. Is that right? Yeah, I've been here since 1935 when my family moved here. I've been over every square inch of this island and there's no there's no ruins up there. Uh, so obviously I know there's ruins up there, but can I make a psychology roll to see if he's lying? Sure. Okay. Uh, is it all right if I use like a dice roller? Because I have dice, but they're like absolutely. Put away. Okay, cool. 
we kind of wish we had a die. I've talked to uh, Zoom about it, and I said, why don't you give us a dice roller so that we can see it on the screen? And nothing so far. Okay, I got a 26. Uh, and if I take a look at my character sheet, I'm pretty sure that's a success. Okay. Uh, sorry. Well, you're sure that he's telling the truth. He's just... Yeah, that's a hard success. You probably guessed that he hasn't walked up the mountain recently. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been there in a while. Right. And if this just happened three weeks ago, then there's no reason why he would even know about it. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, sir, you were here for the eruption, correct? Oh, yes, I was. In fact, I didn't leave. I stayed, stayed right here. Okay, wow. I mean, I did, go, was... I did go out and I watched it. Right. I wasn't going to, if I saw lava coming at my place, I was going to move, but maybe three, four feet to the side. I wasn't gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to leave my island. I've been here for 50 years. Um, but, uh, and it wasn't, I mean, it was scary, but, you know, the ground shook. I had to re-glue some of my seashells back up afterwards. It was like a really hot earthquake, is you know, basically. Right. It rumbled. Mm -hmm. But it had been rumbling for a couple of weeks beforehand. So um, they told us that it might be getting ready to, to blow. It smoked a little. So besides this uh, recent eruption, have you ever any experienced anything weird or strange on the island, maybe? ever found anything in your travels around in the time you've been here? Well, I once found on the beach right down over there a woman's leg. A leg. A woman's leg. You want to see it? And he goes. He gets up oh, and he walks, <laughs> walks away, and he comes back with what's obviously an old, beat-up mannequin leg. <laughs> I, I choke on my coffee as I'm drinking it. Just, <laughs> and of course, it's partly decorated with seashells. And he says, "He says, yep, this washed up. Now, where the hell did that come from?" Well, it probably came from a shipping container that fell yeah. off of a. A cargo ship. Hmm. Wonder why I didn't get any more of her. I would have liked to have gotten more of her. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, Mister Tims, when you moved when you moved here back in the '30s, were there any natives on the island uh, prior to you know prior to the Europeans? Mm, only a couple, but they weren't natives to the island. Hmm. Um, no, it was it was a. I moved here in 35, and I think that the, uh, the first settlement here was in 1923. And then the island was only discovered or named by Captain Smith in 1806. Oh, wait a second. What did I say? 1823 was the first. I, I meant 1823 was the first settlement. So even when he found it, it took quite a while and he says there's there's nothing here it's yeah. it's a lovely tropical 
place to rest for a bit. But uh, aside from aside from a trickle of fresh water, there ain't nothing to eat, and there ain't nothing to you know sustain you. I don't suppose they have you know Captain Smith's journals or logs. You know, oh no, he didn't know. stay here. He went. No. Uh, <laughs> I think he went straight back to Australia or wherever. <laughs> he just all all he lent us was the name. <laughs> How nice of him. <laughs> well, I think I've got one more question for you. Sure. Well, and here's some cookies. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wait, what kind of cookies are they? Probably macaroons. Okay, I, I, I don't take any. I'm, I'm very <laughs> discerning. But um, one more question. Why seashells? Well, my family had money. And <clears throat> they came here, brought me along. I was, uh, I was 27. Uh, we helped build part of the town. Uh, part of that trail going around the, the island, uh, that was my doing. I, uh, I walked along the trail. I, I kind of I like to I like to wander. I'm not really the kind of person who can settle down and you know work. So uh, there's not much you can do here. I walk on the beaches and if I see some pretty seashells, I just one day I started collecting them and then I had piles of seashells and he points over to a wall in his house that's all completely made out of like beer bottles, um, which actually is kind of pretty because he's embedded them in the wall sideways and cemented between them. So it's like a stained glass window of greens and browns and blues, <laughs> you know, and he says to just collect junk and you got to do something with it. That's fair. Uh, so, so you're very, uh, um, you're very familiar with all these, the trails since you, you oh, made yeah. them essentially. Oh yeah. I'm a dreamer. There's not much you can do. Um, there's, there's not much you can do to get off the trails. And mm -hmm. even if you get off the trails, there's not really anywhere you can go to get lost. Right. So they're fairly straightforward. You know, yeah, there's nothing you come, there. if you, if you go straight up the mountain, which you can, it's a bit of a workout, mm -hmm. especially as you get up there. Um, just come down the mountain. You're going to land on the trail at some okay. point. Fair enough. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. And I, uh, I hope you get the rest of your, uh, your woman. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she ain't no good now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put down the coffee and stand up and shake yep. his hand and then. Yeah. All right. And he dismisses you. All right. Let's go. <laughs> And you all eventually meet back up in town. Um, by now, it's probably getting towards late afternoon. Um, what do you guys want to do? Now it's summer, so it's gonna it's gonna stay light until like nine o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So we got plenty of time. Yeah. So it's like two, three o'clock right now. Yeah, probably. That wouldn't have taken you very long. Okay. Well, so, fellas, what did you just figure out? Uh, well, 
he uh what's his name again Terry, uh, Tim, uh, Terry Timms. Yeah. Mr. Timms didn't really have much info for us, only to tell us that it's yeah. unlikely we'll get lost when we go up there. Yeah. Well, he was un- he was unaware of anything up there. I mean, at, at this point, you know, I mean, he said there's no logs, no journals. I mean, we could, I guess, possibly telegraph to Australia, but I don't know how long it'll take for them to get the information back to us at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could maybe look up uh, the Smith <laughs> captain, but probably yeah. take too long. Yeah. Probably all you would get is the date that he discovered the island. Yeah. Stuff it doesn't, we it doesn't even sound like he'd stop them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, there's an island. Yeah. There's an island, and I'm naming it after me. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, moving on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, probably just a vomity thing more, more than anything. <laughs> Uh, what did you uh, What did you fellows uh, learn from the tourists? Um, unfortunately, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I was muted there. Unfortunately, uh, uh, not much. Um, you know that the, they they went by to look at the lava flow. You know they it didn't see much. They saw it was sharp. You know they were worried that you know they didn't want to walk on it. So okay, yeah, figures. Yeah, I just got a couple of nice photos, but that's about it. Again, expenses paid, drinks. Yeah. Everything seemed fine to me when I was uh, going around and uh, checking all the rocks, man. We're not going to sink into the ocean anytime soon? Not any (laughs) minute, I guess. Uh, Maybe in a few hundred thousand years. (laughs) Does anyone own a machete? (sighs) There's um, a general store. Yeah, it was probably yeah. the one to be, to be had here on the island, I imagine. I mean, I, I doubt there's much growth on the trails, but it might be prudent to bring yeah. a couple along anyway. Mm-hmm. Better to have it and not need it. Mm, yeah, exactly. So look at the map here. Well, what are you feeling? Um, do you just want to maybe give it a cursory glance, or what are you, what are you yeah. feeling? Well, according to this map, it makes a grand circle around the base of the volcano. Uh, to get any further, we might need the machetes, though. I would love uh, to inspect some of those uh, lava. The lava came down. Just see how the rocks are forming. Maybe it's yeah. some sort of... That, that would be possible. Pumice? Yeah. And, and, and you uh, said we've got a few hours still? Yeah. Okay. Quite a few hours, actually. Okay. Yeah, we probably got like six hours, seven hours-ish. I would mm-hmm. also recommend us uh, packing more supplies, like maybe some medicine just in case and some extra food just in case we're out there for a little longer. Bandages yeah, I, I in case a, anyone slips yeah. and cuts themselves. I, I, I brought a first aid kit. Okay, perfect. And some few, an extra blank paper for my sketchbook. <laughs> All right. So you're going to take a hike? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go up over the top of the island or do you want to go down to the bottom of the island? Uh, the it looks stay, like the, uh, he made it sound like it's a three-hour circle. Yeah, but uh, it looks like the probably the quicker way to get to the lava tubes would be going over the top of the down. aisle and down oh. rather than uh, down and up. Yes, oh, okay. I, I rolled my my vote is down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm I'm all for doing whatever, but I think going down would be a good idea too. I think uh, the down definitely would because as I'm seeing it, it goes a little longer. Compared yeah. to the bo- below, 
Okay. All right. Um, so you're going to get your gear together. You can, in fact, find machetes at the general store. Um, <clears throat> and then you, you start on your hike. Now, taking this, the southern route, it's going to take you about maybe an hour and 20 minutes to get to that lowest lava flow going up the, the mountain. Um, you can see it cut through the forest, but where it, uh, where the places are in between the lava flows, it's still jungle. So it's a little, it's a little difficult. Uh, you can't see any structures up the mountain yet from that point. And of course, you don't really have, you don't really see that on your map. Mm -hmm. That's just for you. Uh, do you want to go up this lava flow or do you want to go up another lava flow? Lava um, so the lava flows actually do show up on our map or no? No, they don't show up on the map. Okay. But they, oh, they, okay. they show, you, you're, you're probably putting them on your map. You see right. Okay. Well, I would defer to our volcanologist, which uh, would be the best lava tube to follow. <laughs> hey, can I make a roll to see which one is more stable? Um, well, they're all pretty stable. Okay. Uh, they all look basically like black uh, uh, solid basalt um, okay. uh, and very sort of what you've seen lava flows are kind of flowy, yeah. you know. Um, so they're, they're rounder on the edges and they're flatter in the middle. Yeah, I remember seeing them, you know, on, on, on Bill Nye, they, you know, they, you know, and, and they would walk on it. And it. It's kind of a funny sight to see, but yeah, so. It makes an odd crunching noise when you're right. Because there's so, little needles of glass pointing. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, Brockstone just uh, confidently pulls out a coin and uh, and flips it. Um, wait, wait a minute. A coin only has two heads and there's three lava flows. Oh, okay. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Well, what if it, the coin lands on its, this end? <laughs> on its on. side? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, here, I'll, I'll flip the coin twice. That makes sense, right? I think it would be more of a two out of three thing. <laughs> well, technically, you don't know there's three lava flows. So, oh, that's true. Oh, there you just, go. So, you're just deciding whether you're going to go up this lava flow. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I got a head, so we should go up this lava flow. Okay. <laughs> of course. You know, I, I, I say confidently. Sense. Yeah, I, I say that confidently, and I, I'm like, now, uh, uh, don't, uh, don't dilly dally too much, but it should be safe. Uh, just you know, I, I wouldn't uh, stick your foot or hands into it. Just uh, go ahead and walk. Okay. Right. Don't stand in one place too long. Is there yeah. any uh? Question: Is there any uh, like leftover chunks of the lava flow that have already hardened? Well, it's like I say; it really only takes about fifteen minutes for you know once this was three weeks ago uh, for it to harden up where you can walk on. Um, but it'll stay warm for about a month. So if you put your hand on it, and you can put your hand on it carefully, and you won't get cut. Uh, you just can't rake your hand on it. Um, you can actually feel there's warmth, but the crust is probably that thick by now. So your weight's not going to break through. All righty. Uh, can I take like a small, I guess, a ge geologist pick and just take a little sample? Sure. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. Um, it, uh, it actually breaks off rather easily. 
because it's a pumice, it's actually pretty easy to dig through. Very tiny hammer. Right. This big. It's probably got a geologist's hammer. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess my question is, do you want to walk on the lava flow or do you want to walk on the side of the lava flow? You'll notice that there's a strip on either side of the lava flow where the jungle was burned. You know, so it's ashy and it's there's charcoal and there's no smoke anymore, but you can see that that probably already after three weeks, you can see seedlings and stuff starting to pop mm -hmm. up and try to try to well, grow. Fi fire burnt land is actually very, especially fertile. So that makes perfect sense. Right. Um, how, like, I guess, how tall is the lava flow? How much does it the, sort of... The, the lava flow sticks up maybe two feet above where the ground would have been, but it's, it's less on the edges. Mm -hmm. So maybe only about a foot on the edge and it gets thicker in the middle. Right. And so it's not, it's, not, it's not very difficult to climb up and down off no. the lava. No. Okay. Um, uh, there's places in it that it might be a little slippery, but mostly it's not going to be. You can sort of avoid anything that looks like glass. You know, right. like, like smooth Anything glass. too uh, shiny. And, um, but even when you're standing in the middle of it, uh, the jungle is still above, quite a bit above you. So you're not getting, you can see the mountain ahead of you, but you can't see any other lava flows or anything like that. All right, so <clears throat> you go for about 15 minutes up the lava flow and the lava flow definitely starts to turn uh, around an embankment and you're, you're heading partly north. And just as you turn that corner uh, north and you're looking up the lava flow, you see what they were talking about. It's it's weird looking in the, with the angle of the sun, the way that it is. It definitely, it almost looks like buildings sticking up out of the, the side of the, the mountain uh, as if they had been buried at some point. Uh, Color-wise, they look exactly the same as the mountain, the lava. Uh, they're kind of blackish brown. Uh, do a spot hidden, everybody, as we're looking at it. <clears throat> I, did, I didn't get it. <laughs> a regular pass? I got a, an extreme success. Hey. 90, uh, it's a fail. I, uh, I got a hard success. Okay. A geologist, you failed. Um, you're guessing that it's just a natural part of the rock that just happens to look sort of vaguely building-like because of the way the light's hitting it. Um, but you don't see anything unusual about its shape. Um, Sam, you've got an extreme, and the other people who did pass, um, you, you definitely get the feeling that there are tiers to it, like there's a lower tier and an upper tier, and what almost looks like a tower on top of it, sticking up a little bit. Um, and because you've got an extreme, you you almost think that you can see windows or window openings in part of it. It could just be once again tricks of the light where it's dimpled in, 
but uh, it definitely looks building-like to you. You can also uh, estimate that it's going to be another hour before you get all the way up to where it is. Mm -hmm. I'll, uh, yeah, just probably spot it while taking pictures of all the scenery. Okay. And um, do you have a do you have a telephoto lens? Um, I guess like luck roll it. I would say I'd have a Polaroid camera, of course, because I'm a photographer. It's a question of whether you're lugging all of that heavy equipment with you, you know? Yeah. Because all those lenses and equipment would be a big, you mm -hmm. might've, you could have left that gone for a hike and then come back, always go back. Yeah, I think we, I think we did agree just to have a cursory look. So they'll say I didn't bring it. All right. Um, yeah, fellas, do you see that? It almost looks like um, I'll sort of stand shoulder to shoulder with them and I'll point out, it almost looks like there are like layers, strangely, like layers of the building. I don't know, man. Uh, there's a lot of things that can happen to rocks, mostly in lava flows. <laughs> I, I agree with Sam. There's something distinctly man-like about the formations. Like they were so. planned out. What do you think? Should we maybe get a bit closer, or what do you just want to do? Well, I, I, I'm all for getting a better look. Mm -hmm. Still early days yet. Looks like a nice uh, thing just to look at, man. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Okay. So you go up for another uh, 15 or 20 minutes. And you realize that you've come to a place where once again, the lava flow sort of splits. Part of it goes back down the mountain. Part of it goes up to the caldera of the, of the volcano. Uh, neither one of them is going towards this formation. Uh, there's actually now jungle between you and the formation. You might be able to find a way around. Or you might try to cut through the jungle. But that's probably what's going to take you the most amount of time. So this is our uh, point of no return, essentially. All right. You can always return. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, if we start cutting through now, we'll probably want to go inside and have a look around. So if there's anything yeah. we want to go back and get, we should probably do it now and then come back. I you can also do con rolls to see how tired you are. Mm, that's true. Do you want us to do that right now? Yeah, why don't you do that? Because now you're on the... You're, you're, the slope is starting to get uh, 45, harder. that's a hard? Or that, no, that's, a pass? that's a hard success on con. Okay. Ooh, I failed. I rolled a 59. 43, I succeed. If a you regular. succeed, you're not tired. If you if you fail, then you're tired. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm kind of a... a I, don't, I don't travel much, so a hike like this would uh, you know tire me out. Dude, you got to get some exercise, man. It's, it's not <laughs> healthy for you. Listen, the sun, I just, it doesn't agree with me. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not my, this isn't my wheelhouse. No problem, man. It's all point of opinion, man. <laughs> when, I, when I go to a dig, I prefer to have the tents set up already. There's food and water laid out. All I got to do is my work, you know. Whatever. <laughs> well, I say we got a good bet done today. We might as well um, 
I don't know, call it an early night. If Samuel's feeling lethargic. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm not uh, exhausted. You need to drink more. Then you can't feel it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Instead of drinking water, I should have drank alcohol and then walked out here. That would have been yeah. much better. You would, you would care it worked less. for me, man. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> You're the only one that's tired. You're, you know what? You're absolutely <laughs> right. I'm still drinking. <laughs> well, cons- put yourselves in the situation. Uh, what kind of person are you? Are you just going to keep mo- mo- moving forward or are you going to, you know, ask to go back? Or Well, I would probably think to myself that the sooner we get this done, the sooner we can go home because I don't want to be <laughs> an island at all. So I would probably just be like, let's just keep doing it. You know, I'm well, I, I brought the sketchbook. That's all I need. So it's, and the tools. <laughs> all right. So you're going to continue much. forward. All right. Well, I was going to say, um, if mm-hmm. you're okay with it, I've left a lot of my camera equipment back. Um, back in the town so well, maybe if i want to if you just meet me halfway you can sit here and have a rest and i'll go and grab my stuff i was actually going to suggest that we start cutting and you while you go back yeah. and get your stuff and then by the time you well, get back how much how much daylight will we have once you return that's it, yeah. it would be evening because it's going to take him an hour and a half yeah. to get back and then an hour and a half to get back to you so it'd that's be true. like you will have six o'clock three hours yeah hmm yeah. It'll probably be uh, faster if I uh, help him out. I'm used to hiking and all that, the, those things. Let me just <laughs> say, too, that there's no reason why this has to get done in the day. Yeah, that's oh. true. Uh, and, and also, I think Samuel's the one who wants it over and done with. <laughs> well, the thing is, for even for the anthropologist, if this was a civilization that nobody knew about, you're an anthropologist. This is... This will put your name down in history. No, I yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> but I have to I have to battle with the fact that, you know. You're also tired. Yeah. Yeah, I've got these two sides in me. All right. So what do you guys want to do then? Thank well then let's session. let's let's plan on doing this tomorrow so we can get you know, so you can get this photography equipment and get we can get all the all the equipment we need. We can we yeah. can get out here nice and early in the morning and get yeah, a proper man. job done of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. So you, you pretty much know your trail pretty well. Um, I'm going to have, was Samuel the only one who was tired? I believe so, yes. All right. On the way back down, Sam, I want you to do a dex roll. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's a 100. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, um, on the way back down, going down can be way more treacherous than going up because you you really don't have anything to brace your hands on as you're going down. So, we're going to say that at some point, Sam is going to slip on the pumice, on the the lava flow, and uh, go down and probably roll off of it into the jungle, um, do a 1d4 for, for hit point damage. It won't be anything serious that you don't need band-aids or... Uh, right. A one. Okay. Okay. So you Not badly scrape your arm on right. the uh, on the stuff as you fall out. And mostly you just curse 
unless you don't mm. curse. You don't drink. Mm. You don't. I, I'd say I don't curse in conversation, but I probably would have cursed at this. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> oh, darn. All right. Ah, goose eggs. So aside from that, you guys get back uh, an hour and a half later. And uh, there is food and drink waiting for you. And the question then now is, because uh, we don't really need to go into the, you, you, There is a doctor in town that takes mm -hmm. care of the rich people. As the um, old man was very nice to let us know. He, he <laughs> patch, patches you up. Um, so we'll jump ahead to the next morning when you guys leave. But did you guys want to acquire any other supplies? Um, I usually allow in these sort of games that you have whatever equipment mm -hmm. that you would naturally have brought. Yeah, I actually, uh, I wrote it down on my sheet. I have like a, a carry case with like uh, an anth an anthropometer. I can't even pronounce it. It's just for like measuring human bones and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I probably will get my my whole, you know, archaeology, you know, my little br my brushes and little, little tiny picks and all that and the stuff I would keep with me. So it's... And uh, geologist probably has his Mohs kit and... Um, if there's, if that actually is possibly uh, evidence of an ancient civilization, there'll probably be internal parts that we can go into and it'll be dark. So maybe we should get some flashlights. Yes. All right. Yeah, man. All right. So next morning uh, you go on your hike. Uh, we'll say you left. What time did you, what time did you Uh, seven, seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, okay. that sounds right. You got up at seven. You had breakfast. You left at seven thirty, and uh, eight thirty. So nine o'clock. Um, you are back to the point where you were before. Uh, and you do you want to try to make your way through the jungle, or see if you can work your way around on the lava. You'll have to go up higher to get down to it, or you can try to cut straight through. So cutting through would probably take more time, but going around might be a little more dangerous. You know, uh, I could probably uh, find a path for us up, so we, and you guys will just follow. Mm -hmm. It's this so kind of more of a special sort of thing. Yeah. All right. So the only thing I'll ask you to do then, Daniel, since you're uh, since you're uh, taking the lead, uh, is um, do a, a dex roll. Dex Actually, roll. I'm going to give you a dex roll with a bonus because you're a geologist. You know oh, where sweet. you should step. Uh, the bonus is the hundredth dice, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. All yeah. right. Or you it's can just roll so twice long. and take the better roll. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is a nine, so that is a uh, extreme, like or a young five. gazelle. You uh, <laughs> you leap from rock to rock and point out to them exactly where to step. Oh, no, and, it's a heart, but yeah. okay. And it takes you very little extra time. Uh, and you find yourself slightly above the structure, uh, coming down to it. Now, from this point of view. It's uncannily looking very much like some sort of structure. 
uh, except that the stone itself that it's made from, it doesn't look like it's made from blocks. Um, it looks like a gigantic solid block of basalt um, with an odd, almost uh, hexagonal structure on top of it uh, with little, you would have said windows, except that they're not regularly shaped. They're not really rectangular. They're kind of, you know, the one wall will be this or one door entrance will be that and it'll be angled. All very strange angles. Um, like, like it doesn't actually make any sense. You're not finding really parallel sides uh, all of the angles seem to be off or at different things. It almost looks like a gigantic quartz crystal, except that it's not clear and it and it's not like a solid glassy material. It's it looks like it's made out of basalt, dark dark uh, grayish brownish black. Um, after a few moments, you were actually standing on top of part of the structure. And it looks, well, uh, geologists, uh, Daniel, do, a, do an, another geology role as you're looking at the structure. Um, archaeologists, uh, Dylan, you can do a archaeology role. Archaeology, okay. Vulcanologists, you can do a role. I got a hard. I got an extreme. Uh, I got a, just a regular success. <laughs> the whole game. You all three succeeded. Um, there's something very odd. It's definitely composed of basalt. Uh, but the basalt that it's, it, it's made out of is not the lava from this volcano, it's much, much older. This island itself is probably only a few hundred thousand years old, but the rock of this structure looks like it might be a billion years old. Um, it's like something from huge rock structures in other parts of the world that you know were part of the tectonic plates. Um, this basalt is much, much older than the surrounding basalt. And you can't explain that. That's bizarre. And you don't find any cuts or seams in it as if it was constructed like blocks. But the walls are flat. The roof is flat, though it's not level. The, the doorways are straight. I mean, they're angled and odd, oddly angled, but there's flat surfaces, perfectly flat surfaces, which you don't really find in nature. Um, you're, you're completely baffled. You can all do sanity rolls for noticing this. I'm going to go 
That's an extreme success. A success. <laughs> uh, that would be a fail for me. Okay. If you oh. succeeded, you're fine. If you fail, just take one sanity point. Because okay. it's just, it's mind-boggling. Um, and Samuel, as the anthropologist, this does not look at all familiar. You've never seen any uh, civilization that built things out of basalt in this manner. Mm -hmm. um, these blocks, there's not a civilization on Earth, probably even today, that could move blocks this large. I, I assume this type of construction would be essentially impossible at any point in history. At any point in history, even modern. Yeah. Uh, these things would weigh thousands of tons. Mm -hmm. um, Sam, I would like you to do a spot hidden. Just me? Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You guys are both named Sam. Uh, Shep, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just noticed that. Shep. All right, Sam I'll, I'll, I'll and call him Shep. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to spend two points of luck to make that a success, if that's okay. Okay. There is something else odd about the structure and about the, the composition of the stone. Uh, when you're looking at it through your viewfinder, uh, it's too bright. Um, the light from the sun reflecting off of it is too bright. It's, it's brighter than the rest of the surfaces around it, as if there's crystals or something in the structure itself that's really reflecting the light back at you. And you can't seem to get away from it, no matter what angle you're at. <clears throat> hey, um, Mr. Rockman, is that normal that surfaces can be brighter than light reflecting often? How is he that just, possible? He's just kind of staring at the rocks with his like aviator glasses off. Uh, depends on the rock, really. It could be quartz or... Uh, can I make a geology check? Or Sure. Do you want to uh, take samples? or? Yeah, I'll take you know, a look at it. Maybe you look at it under a microscope or something. Yeah, you know, just uh, chip a little bit and then okay. use my little rock thing. Okay, yeah, do that. Uh, I believe that is an extreme, but let me double check. Okay. As he's doing that, the rest of you can do spot hidden. It is just a hard. Okay. Um, you look at it under, you know, like a, a jeweler's loop or something to take a good close look at the structure. It's definitely got crystals growing in it. Um, they're uh, kind of a light blue. Um, you're not exactly sure, but but that the 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 salt has been there long enough that crystals are actually growing in the, the substance of it. Um, the rest of you, did you, did anybody pass their spot hidden? Is that another spot hidden? Uh, normal success. I rolled, Tom? The one that you just rolled, that I just, just now said. Uh, no, I failed. Oh, wow. That's another extreme success for me. Okay. Well, Sam and Dylan and uh, whoever else passed, um, where he has chipped the stone away, um, 
looks completely different now. It's uh, brightly colored. Uh, and as you, as you move your heads, the colors change uh, like an opal. Interesting. Did you notice that? Notice what? Oh. Um, that's not normal, is it? Yeah. No, I mean, actually, be... I'll, I'll take out one of my brushes and brush some of the dust away and see if it, you, know, you can get a better look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely got crystals growing in it, crystal structures. I mean, this could be billions. I mean, this would be the equivalent to pressurized diamond. Uh, let's, probably let's means. Not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Now, there are a number of these entrances, I guess you could call them. As you're up close, the windows are very large. Um, the one closest to you is maybe 15 feet high. Um, it doesn't come quite down to the base of the structure, but it's maybe only a foot above the base of the structure. And it's sort of a rectangle, but it's, it's not a rectangle. It's, it's off. The side, none, of the, none of the sides on it are parallel to it. And beyond it is pitch black. You can see that it goes in into an internal structure, a cave or something. I may have drinking too much. Am, are you guys seeing the same thing? I'm stone cold sober. You're not. It's trust me. We're all seeing the same thing. All right. I need a few more drinks then. <laughs> guess that's our base of entry, fellas. I believe so. So, flashlights on. <laughs> all right. Who wants a food up? <laughs> Uh, I think I should go first. Uh, if there's anything in there, uh, sure. I don't know if you know this, but I used to be a boxer. Uh, Wait, you too? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I never did it professionally, but I'm a, I, I box a little bit in my free time. I'll, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll go second fiddle. Yeah, Wait, well, hold on. You know, I'll take on anything that shows up. What do you mean by anything? What could possibly be down here are you i don't know you know it's like you know creep you know cave creatures or something a spider i i don't know what kind of creature could live in this heat dude dude we all know for a fact there's aliens in there man listen you realize that the hollow earth theory was disproved decades ago there's nothing down there i'm a geologist i know for a fact that there might be a bear in there. I've been in <laughs> the bear. mountains before. I don't know. Something, a bear or tiger. I, I don't know, man. Bears usually don't occupy volcanoes. <laughs> hey. Well, there are no there are no bears or tigers. There might there could be a parakeet in there. There could be a water bear in there. <laughs> One really big parakeet. <laughs> a parakeet. <laughs> a paracoraptor. <laughs> Goodness. Kaiju key. Well, you definitely well, get the feeling that there could be something bizarre in there because it, the, the more you look at it, um, uh, geologists and volcanologists, you're torn between built structure and just a bizarre natural formation yeah. that just looks like. I'm really racking my brain here. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, this this isn't natural. Like, but is it? No, I have not 
I have been inside volcanoes before in Yellowstone. This is not natural at all to the point where <laughs> I don't even think this would be man-made, to be honest. Like, I, unless, I seen... wait, 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 wait. If it's not natural and it's not man-made, then what is it, Mr. Grove? I don't know. It's the parakeets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're, we're all men of the sciences here, uh, in, in a way. And, well, we're all men of the sciences or men of a craft. And I sort of, you know, acknowledge shift. <laughs> uh, I think we can all agree that, that it either nature had to do it or man had to do it. Maybe there was some weirdness involved there, but one of these two things was involved. I might not be the best historian, but I know for a fact men can't do this. They built the pyramids, but they can't oh. build this. I, this I, I chime in and agree with him. Uh, I've been to civilizations on every continent throughout the globe, and I've never seen anything resembling this. I've been to some of the other, other pyramids in the Yucatan, and this does not resemble any of those. Aztec pyramids, not even... No. Nothing. Archaeologist, anthropologist. Um, yeah. hmm? Roll your respective... Uh, okay. We're our, on to our, something here. Let's not lose our heads. Our that field be... overlap a little bit. Uh, what Hard success. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dylan, did you pass? Hard success. Okay. Uh, I have a... I am rolling terribly. I failed. Okay. Standard. Well, um, I should make sense for the archaeologists. You're thinking of places like in uh, Peru at Machu Picchu, where the stones are so perfectly cut that you can't fit a, a, a razor blade in between the, the blocks. But the more you examine the walls, you just can't find any seams. If no, this I thing is made with blocks. Yeah, this this rivals you know, this is this it, this construction is even more you know precise than than Machu Picchu the, the, the Machu Picchu civilization. I I can I cannot find a seam anywhere. All right, so you guys are standing there outside. What would you like? To um, it's the closest entry is about fifteen foot up. Is that right, Tom? It's 15 feet high. It's only about a foot off the ground. Okay. Oh, okay. And you said it's dark inside? Yes. All right. I'll turn on my flash on. I'll go inside. Is something else? Okay. Um, you can see right inside uh, there are a few rocks and debris that probably, I, I, I should have mentioned this earlier, but you can see that in addition to lava flow, there was a landslide, and that's why this is exposed. Mm -hmm. So, there is definitely some bits of plant and bits of rock and dirt that have fallen in through this entrance. But for the most part, the floor is smooth, the walls are smooth, the ceiling is smooth, um, and slanting, uh, slanting downward from where you are. Um, and once again, they're not really parallel, nor do they stay the same. It's almost like each one of them is independently moving downwards and twisting as it's going down into the, the mountain. And it's cleaner the farther away from the window that you get. All right, Rocky, lead the way. So you've all climbed through the, the door? 
and uh, yes. you've lit up your flashlights. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, I've got my torch out. <laughs> um, as I would call it <laughs> from Canada. There is a slight breeze that you can feel inside the passageway. Um, Dan, roll your geology. Uh, Mr. Grove. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just looked it down. I'm like, wait, this, there's a breeze in here? Uh, that is a normal success. Okay. What that, that would tell you is that this structure inside must be enormous, like a cave, like a cave system. That there would actually be the, the, the thing would literally be breathing. As the, temper- is... as the temperature changes outside, the air moves out. As, as the night comes on, the air would move back in. It's what caves actually do. So it's, it's a little disconcerting, but whatever this is, must connect to <coughs> a much larger system inside this volcano. All right, I have two theories. One, everything I you just suggested. Or two, there's another entrance, which I'm not going to lie to you. That's also possible. I don't think that's the thing. I think it might be the first one. And that's me going off of everything. I, I don't know, guys. Uh, everyone here has got watches, right? Sure. I assume. Everyone's got a watch. We can all tell what time it is. Um, is, There's light coming in from the entrance when we look behind us? Correct. Yes. So when it becomes nighttime, if we're still in here, which seems unlikely, um, should we leave anything at the entrance? Like a a light or something that could help us tell, you know, where it is in case we get lost? Of course you can, but it's probably only... uh, 10 o'clock by now in the morning mm-hmm. so it's you, it's unlikely we'd be in here for you've got you 11 know. hours yeah okay. i'm i'm a paranoid individual i think about these things my character wouldn't expect a cave diving so we wouldn't have brought anything uh shiny or uh light i mean i i probably have a couple of spare cheap lenses but they're tiny like they're not gonna be mm. And the sun's going to change position over time, so it's not going to be the same reflection. You guys talked about an old man with seashells. Can we borrow some seashells from a beach or something? You know, shiny little seashells? The, I the think beaches. that would take, like, a the while beach. to go and get. Two hours to get back. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I uh, I don't know what I'm thinking. Well, it doesn't look like you can get lost. There's only the path, the one passage. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So right, as soon as you guys are discussing this, you're slowly moving down the passage. Yeah. Are there um, any decorations or inscriptions or anything? Nothing. Hmm. Um, every uh, every few uh, meters or so, I'm going to take another rock just to see if it changes. Okay. Uh, it doesn't. Um, so it's the same. It seems to be the same sort of stuff. And you're, you're guessing only that the outside of it is oxidized. Um, which has made it turn dull. But uh, when you cut, you're talking about cutting into the rock a little. Um, it, it's, it's multicolored on the inside. 
It's not kind of pretty. Is it changing at all? Just or is it completely throughout the whole thing? Just straight the same thing. It's the same thing. Everything. However, as you move forward, um, who's who's up in the front? Okay. I'd be uh, near the front as well, I think. You've got flashlights. Yeah. Um, so you're you're flashing your light. Uh, you start to get little twinkles of light uh, on the floor as you're moving forward. At first, you just think it's probably, you know, crystal in the in the rock. It just happens to be facing you, and so it's twinkling. But all of a sudden, as you turn a corner, um, this brilliant light is shining back at you. And you realize that you're looking into a, a fairly large room. Um, I'll say the room is maybe a hundred feet across, uh, maybe a hundred feet wide, maybe hexagon shaped. And the floor is completely covered in what look like mounds of uh, blue crystals. And your flashlights are hitting those and they're the light's bouncing right back into your eyes. Uh, it's like you're shining it in a million little mirrors. Um, they're not all little. Some of them are fairly large crystals. But all of the crystals, uh, when you first look at them, they're cubes. They're like perfect little cubes. They're not always complete cubes. It's like they're all fused together and growing that way on the ground. They're not growing on the walls or the ceiling, but they're growing all over the ground. Uh, and they're a vivid blue. Um, Daniel, you can do uh, do your geology bowl. It's like you're looking into a geo. You guys have seen a geo, right? That would be a standard uh, success. Okay. Um, the first thing that pops into your head is sapphires. All right, everybody, flashlights off, sapphires, sapphires. Ugh. Well, if at this point, if you turn your flashlights off, everything goes pitch black. Um, but if you direct your flashlights like at the ceiling, um, then it's not that you, you can just see the sea of, of uh, sapphires. And it's not even. There's, like I say, there's mounds of them here and there. And um, some of them look, you know, fairly large, like the size of basketballs. Um, but it's this beautiful blue color, crystal, you know, clear, dark, dark to light blue color. Um, if any of you know anything about, well, I guess the geologist would know, um, sapphire is one of the most valuable stones on the planet. It's right up there with diamonds and emeralds and rubies. Just taking a few pictures of everything. And I think the largest sapphires that have ever been found are about like that. Oh, wow. The, I've, I don't know what to say. Okay, let me put, put this in perspective. This is the largest sapphire ever found. That 
is the next largest sapphire we've ever found. This is impossible. None of, unless you dig straight to the core of the earth, you're not going to find anything like this. You're sure this is all sapphire? Best what guess. You do, what you could do is a Mohs test, and that would tell you how hard it is. And it's a very simple, quick test. You have a probably Mohs bit. Um, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, it's at least as hard as sapphire, whatever it is. <laughs> so, um, you also notice now that you're looking around that on the far end of the room, there are some gigantic crystals that are also probably sapphire that are going almost floor to ceiling, um, forming kind of like three large flat surfaces, sort of in your direction. Uh, now I would like you, you're all probably dazzled by this. So I would like um, Samuel Caldwell and Dylan to do spot hidden goals. Uh, you're probably partly walking into this because it, it sort of gradually developed as you came around the corner, but you're standing on the edge of the sea of blue sapphires. That would be a normal success. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to spend two luck and make that also a normal success. Okay. Dylan and Samuel, you're standing uh, in amongst this, something that's probably on the open market would be worth more fortune than you could possibly imagine, <laughs> you know, if, if this would ever be. Or it might ruin the whole economy of the sapphire, and it's like, yeah, sapphire is a big deal. Yeah. Um, you're looking at this and you notice something else on the ground uh, as you're sort of looking at these Rubik's cube sized sapphires. Um, it takes you a little bit to sort of snap these things off because most of them are very delicately attached. Uh, so they, they break off and they fall down when you touch them or you step on them. But you reach down and pick something up and realize it's a bone. And Dylan, you have a small uh, chunk of what looks like um, maybe a finger bone, uh, but Samuel, you come up with something that looks like maybe an arm bone of some sort. I'm I'm just like completely astounded looking at this. You can tell like, that they're very very old. I'm probably not holding it with my hands. I probably have gloves on or something like that if I were to touch it. Um, can I take out using my I'm, brushes? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to oh, take out one of my tools. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm going to take out my toolkit and roll an anth roll anthropology to see if I can figure okay. out anything from yeah. this. All right. I'd do that. I, I mean, I do, can I do the same with archaeology? Yeah, you can. Okay. So uh, that would just be a regular success. Okay. Uh, regular success. Yes. Um, Dylan, it's more difficult for you to tell what it is, but it's probably definitely a digit. 
of some sort, could be from an animal, could be from something else. Um, but Samuel, this bone, you're, you're pretty sure that it's human. Maybe from a young adolescent, uh, you can't tell male or female. Mm. Uh, it's probably an arm bone, you know, like the the axe. Or I can't remember what they are, radial and ulna. Right. Um, but you, you, you don't have enough to go no. on with just the one bone. Um, but you start to notice that there might be other bones here and there on the floor. Um, Dan and Brock, what are you guys doing? I'm just uh, bewildered. I'm just uh, yeah. I'm looking at each one of these, kind of measuring them with a measuring tape, just finding a new record after a new record after record. Just yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to stay close to the others. We're kind of examining what's going on. You're taking a survey of what 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 what's in this place. Dan, well, you would probably guess that based on your knowledge of rocks and specimens, that these are probably some pretty high quality sapphires. Or, you know, if uh, if anything, if all right, another perspective. If we brought all of these out in the limelight, sapphires no longer are worth anything, <laughs> unless we do what the diamond corporations did. It's, it's amazing. It's also an amazing geological point. I mean, it's you're in a gigantic geodesic. Yeah, this is this whole place is the amazing. It's impossible. It's almost like he kind of just loses train of thought and just goes back to measuring and just pinpointing. You're kind of wandering around looking at the crystals and. Just like muttering to yourself, like this isn't. I, I can't believe. Yeah, it. I'm. I'm sort of similar. I'm doing something similar, but a little more confidently. Confidently, I'm like, this is. You know, this is remarkable. And I'm. I'm taking notes. I'm like, we've. We've got to. We've got to tell everybody about this. Can I take uh, a sanity roll? <laughs> sure, sure. And uh, Sam, Sam, you're having a difficult time uh, taking any decent photo photographs um, because. If, if you have a flash and the flash goes off, all you get is just a million little reflections coming right back in your in your camera. Yeah, I was going to say that my flash is probably going off intermittently. Um, Ideally, what you'd want to do is set up artificial lights here and there on the sides, get to an angle where you're getting dramatic. That mm -hmm. would take you a bit of time to set up. So are you are you standing there? Are you looking around? Are you something's in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a bit uh, I I guess <clears throat> I'm just go trying to find good um good angles to take pictures from. Um, okay. If I'm able to, I don't know how cameras worked back in the day. If I could remove the flash and get one of the fellows to maybe focus the beam of one of their flashlights, you could do that. Areas. But you, you, it's 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 not a digital photograph, so it has to have a flash. This is, this is eighty-five. Well, no, you could do it with lighting, but you'd have to get your light meter out. You'd have to make sure you're getting a large enough exposure. 
and have the right film okay. and all of that. I mean, you know all of that stuff. It's just you weren't prepared mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. I, I have an idea for that. Uh, I turn as you go. I'm going to – I grab one of the crystals, you know, the ones I can break off, mm-hmm. kind of just do that. Kind of like yeah. shine the light into it, allowing it to reflect on the roof. So he's not taking a picture down of the crystals. He's just taking a picture of you holding the crystal. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah that, that would work. That would definitely work. Yeah, I want to be on the main good. papers. <laughs> Dr. Caldwell, you're looking around for more bones. Do a luck roll. Okay. That is a... Mm, I believe that's a fail. Okay. Uh, Dr. Dylan, uh, Dr. Roberts, uh, you're mm-hmm. also doing uh, looking yeah. around. Do a uh, luck roll. Luck. <coughs> uh, that's, that'll be a normal success. Okay. Um, as you're looking around, you see a, a sort of a, a, a bit of a crystal uh, on, on bone and you, you snap it off. And you reach down, and what you pick up is a skull. I think we've got something here, folks. I'm going to start brushing it uh, off. But it doesn't look like a modern human skull. It looks off. So probably, like, probably something more the anthropologist would be able to uh, Dr. Caldwell, uh, I think this is more your uh, wheelhouse than mine. I, I perk up at the sound of my name and <laughs> carefully walk over to him so I don't trip on any of these uh, sapphires. So, Dr. Caldwell, you, he hands you the skull, and what goes through your mind is this. It's a human skull, probably an adolescent, probably, and as you're looking at it, you suddenly get the shakes all over because you realize that you aren't looking at Homo sapien. You're not looking at Cro-Magnon. You're not even looking at like Homo erectus. This is probably something closer to Homo habilis um, or Australopithecus. This is at least a million and a half to 2 million years old. And by far, it's the most complete and perfect skull ever to be found. And the only other one that's ever been found was in Odal by Gorge in the middle of Africa. This is mind blowing. You can do a sanity roll for that. And th- this island is what, off the coast of Australia? Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to make a sanity roll for that. Uh, I got yeah. a 15. So, so the rest of you suddenly notice him holding the skull like like Shakespeare's Hamlet in his hand. But he's, and my mouth is he's just like, like shaking all over. Like he's like like the sapphires are crap <laughs> <laughs> compared to what he's got. To be or not to be Caldwell? What's wrong? You've never seen a skull before? Only like 30 people have ever seen this kind of skull before. This is millions of years old. 
and it's more put together than the only other cell of its type that's been found. For and course, not only that, but go ahead. Oh no, you can go. It's fine. I was say over the course of the next twenty minutes or so, you find more bones. Mm-hmm. More than that, you find a few primitive stone tools, uh, which would be right in there with Homo habilis. Uh, but nothing, nothing like there's no stone with a stick. They hadn't invented right. that yet. It's this like a is, sharp stone and this a blunt. Is just sharp stone for chopping. You know, hard stone for smashing. Okay, now, correct me if I'm wrong, though, uh, Brock, but you said this this island is only a few hundred thousand years old, geologically? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Grove and Mr. Stone, you guys are wandering around the room looking at things. You've worked your way over to where there's these three gigantic sapphires that are are each of them at least 15 feet high and maybe 10 feet wide. Holy shit. They they form kind of a well, the way you're when you're looking at them, it's almost like there's three large mirrors uh, on this one wall. They actually are embedded in the, the rock. And it's interesting because you can see the basalt, what you, you guess is the basalt of the volcanic island passing into the crystal and across. It's almost as if the crystal and the wall were fused together and they've created these big odd shaped rectangular, semi-rectangular mirrors that are all about three or four inches thick sticking out of the wall. <clears throat> I'd like you to do a, a spot hidden. And they're reflective enough that you can clearly see yourself and you can see the light from the other people's flashlight behind you. Uh, that is a hard. Okay. Uh, uh, Brock? John? Brock is just so stunned by the crystals. What was that, sir? Um, do a spot hidden. Oh, yeah. You're looking into these big crystals. Sorry, I missed you there. Uh, yeah, I got a 45. Okay. So the two of you are looking there, and you're probably, you're probably uh, just astonished. Um, you're, you're looking into your reflection, and it suddenly dawns on you that you can see yourselves and you can see, remember the room is dark except for your flashlights. You can see the light from your friend's flashlights shining up on the ceiling and you can see them over there on the other end of the room in the dark. But in the reflection, there are no crystals. The floor in the reflection doesn't have anything on it. It's bare. Although it looks like that there are colorations in the floor. 
but the crystals in here are not in the are not in the reflection. You can do sanity rolls for that. Yeah, I, say, I think that's, yeah. that's fitting. <laughs> uh, I'll take I don't it. really know how to. Re yeah, uh, I failed. Twenty-eight. I succeeded, but I'm just like I'm still dumbfounded. I say uh, if you succeed, uh, uh, one take one. If you fail two, yeah, gotcha. Uh, where's my pencil? She's like, uh, 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 look, look, look at the the, the, the reflection. Uh, what do I roll again for sanity? Uh, you just take two points if you failed. Two, okay. two, two, two points what? of sanity. I don't. Uh, it, the the what crystals he said. aren't there. The reflection. What he said. You, was... you find yourself looking nope. back and forth, and there's nothing. I'll uh, I'll go over and hold up a crystal and see what they mean. Uh, you can see the crystal in your hand. But there's no crystal in the reflection. Well, ain't that something? We can name them vampire crystals. Yeah, what, 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 what are these? Copyright. Fool's crystals? Are they fool's crystals? Like fool's gold? Um, this is something. This isn't what how crystals are supposed to... You can't just do that. And he just throws one down. Do a... Do an intelligence roll, the three of you who are looking at this. So Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Caldwell's still over there holding the skull. Going. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> amazed. No, I fail. Yeah, I just think it's a so pretty rock. Just yes. Normal. Okay. Extreme success, I'm sorry. The only thing that just sort of crosses your mind, this is a wild, crazy theory. But maybe it's because the mirrors are made of the same material as the stone that the light frequency doesn't doesn't register. But you've never heard of anything like that before. Oh, that's you know, that's like the say same. something silver against something silver, and so I can, that's why I'm I, I actually, I'm going to basically take the handle of one of my brushes and tap the surface of the of the crystal. Does it seem solid? Of the crystal in your hand. No, the, the one that the is wall. not the, oh, I do, the one with the wall that I don't see my reflection in, or the crystal reflection. Excuse me. Okay. Um, how hard do you hit it? Just a gentle tap, tap. You know, it's a, okay. Uh, when you do that, it it almost rings like a bell. You know, it 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 it's it's like hitting a crystal glass. Ding. You know, and the sound sort of lingers for a few moments. But yeah, the crystal's there. The crystal in your hand is there, yeah. but it's not in the reflection. And you also notice that when you're looking down, well, when you're looking down at the ground, you don't see any bones either in the reflection. So I was, if the crystals I was are about, invisible, why are the bones invisible? I was about to suggest I hold up the skull to the crystal. Okay. Just on, you know, random right. thought. Sure. There and is I no don't. reflection of the of the skull in your hand. All of your gear reflects. Interesting. But the skull does not reflect. Um, okay. I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to lick the skull. Okay. I do um, that. 
it has a <laughs> calcium sort of, you know, kind of like baking soda sort of taste. There's not much okay. to it. It's like licking a seashell. All right. It's definitely real. I mean, it's real. You can feel it's the last. Real. It's the last sense that a scientist can rely on. So as you guys are freaked out and staring into this, um, I'd like you all to do spot hiddens. Ooh, that I got a two on. Nice. Uh, I uh, got a regular success. So regular success. Regular success. Nope, too busy. <laughs> all right. Um, those of you who got regular successes, you start to notice something in the other room on the floor that you do notice um, a bit of blue, but it's almost as if there were um, lines drawn in the floor, in the reflection that are made of that blue sapphire but they make angles and curves and twists. And it, it almost reminds you of stuff that a physicist would, would write on his board. Uh, it's not letters or anything like that. It's just okay. large arc arcs and, and angles, okay. something that could be natural, but okay. um, so you wonder too, if maybe the mounds and the, the bunches of crystals correspond at least to that in some way all right i will pull out my sketchbook and <clears throat> draw draw the lines it's like something like a nazca line but like circuit board or something kind of yeah, yeah not really circuit board more just like yeah. large curves and like some sort of a, a design uh and brock you got the extreme that, that that's correct i got a two okay all right, Brock, you're standing there, and you you've you sort of have noticed these lines too, yeah. Um, and and remember, you're all you're all looking this direction. So behind you, it's it's dark, right? Um, Brock, you you think that you see something over behind Dylan that uh, that's moved like a shadow in the the darkness behind him uh uh dr roberts so look look out behind you what what who what where <laughs> something moved behind you he looks uh, back you look over there as well there's nothing there there's nothing there no no i could have sworn i saw something moving in the shadows so something's around here something's afoot I'll stop, Alyssa. I don't hear anything besides us. Nothing. No sound hmm. at all. What? What was it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just saw something moving in the shadows behind you. Maybe it went into that other room. But, but what, what could it have been? Uh, hold on. Don't you know? freak out or anything. There's an open entrance behind us. It could have been an animal. Maybe a bird flew in. Well, it could have also just been a play of the light. All of your flashlights are kind of directed forward. And it's all shadows behind you. Mm -hmm. 
but you distinctly thought you saw something moving around behind him. It was just a second, almost out of the corner of your eye. And however you move with your flashlight, you can't get it to happen again. So now you're saying the designs that the, the, the curves will correspond to the mounds in the other room? You think maybe. It's hard to tell because the crystals are all mm. grown up all over. Hmm. Do a do an idea roll for me. Idea? All right. Uh that would be a normal success. This crazy sort of ridiculous idea starts to play around in your mind as if the room in the reflection is not as old as the room that you're standing in, that you're looking into another time in the reflection when the crystals hadn't had billions of years to grow. Here's an interesting theory. This is perhaps what we're looking at in the mirror is a reflection of another time before all the growth in the next in the other room. Because if you look at this, look at this, and they pull up a sketch. It says they do correspond, roughly correspond to the the position of the mounds in the other room. That might explain why we're not seeing the crystals in that reflection. At the moment, who's looking into the reflection? I definitely am. Do a spot hidden. A six. Fail. Uh, that's a hard success. Okay. Um, and you got a six? That's yeah, I got a good. six, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll do Sam. Sam, <clears throat> uh, as you are rather nervously now looking into the, the reflection, um, you're almost definitely sure that the shadows back behind the group, that something moved almost as if the shadows itself sort of got denser. But when you look out behind you, there's nothing there. Um, Brock. <clears throat> yes, yes. You are really focusing in on the area behind Dylan, where you saw it before. And you definitely see something in the shadows move. And it gives you the impression of something that maybe happened to you years ago when you were out camping and you were all sitting around the, uh, the campfire yeah. and there were coyotes out in the woods and they wouldn't come close to the light, but you could see them right on the edge of the light. It's as if something is moving back and forth behind Dylan it's about three feet high and kind of longish. And you can't really get a good look at it, but you keep thinking that there's something behind him. So, I'm like, no, 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 look, look there, just there at the edge of the light. It's like it's getting closer to Dylan. It's coming closer, look, Dylan, look out. All right. Oh. It's stolen your sound, Dylan. Uh, over, over where he's... Uh... You, you look right behind yourself. Into this. You shine your flashlight over there. 
you get you get light reflected back from the crystals and stuff, but there's nothing there. <clears throat> However, <seeing> nothing. <laughs> when you turn around and shine your flashlight in that direction, Brock, something, yes. something in the reflection um, comes a bit into the light. And any of you who are still looking into the mirrors, you see it at this point too. It's hard to describe. It's about three feet high. It's long, like maybe six or seven feet long. Um, reminds you of, doesn't remind you of anything. You'd almost say that it was Sorry. an animal uh, because you think it has four, five, six or more legs. Um, its features are all bizarrely angular, uh, and it 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 seems to be. You don't know if it's actually walking or floating. Uh, and what what you would call, I guess, the the front part of it, the part that's moving the head. Um, there doesn't seem to be any features to it other than odd, strange angles. Uh, you don't see any kind of eyes or but maybe sort of a muzzle. And the thing is moving almost like a, a dog or a wolf. And as it moves towards where you can see Dylan's reflection, its head sort of lifts up like this as if it's sniffing the air, uh, but it's passing through Dylan's reflection. You can all do sanity rules. Yeah. Ooh, that I failed with a with a and sixty-six. If you, if you point it out to Dylan, then Dylan, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fail. Uh, that would be a success. <laughs> it rolled on the crease, well. but I'll take the fail. <laughs> okay, uh, if you failed on that, I would like you to do a yeah, yeah. four. Okay. If you if you fail, I'm sorry. Did I say fail? Yeah. yeah. If, if you failed on it, do a one d six. If you if you pass to a one d four, that is five. Okay, four for me. Oh no, I can have that's a battle. That's a big old six for me. Two. Okay, okay that's a two. <laughs> Anybody get a five or larger? Me. Yeah. Okay. I got a five. Five or larger. Do an, uh, an intelligence roll. Um, that's a ninety. So. I no, failed. That's a pass. That's good. You want to fail. Um, yeah, which means I'm dumbfounded. I'm just like, oh. If you fail, you're, it, it scares the shit out of you, but you don't. Uh, but you don't understand uh, it. Yeah. Looks like the photographer passed. Yeah. Uh, do a one oh. d. Do a one d eight. Oh, my favorite part. One d eight. Where are you? That's an eight. Oh, that's an eight. Let's get dangerous. Um. That's red mist. Oh yes. Oh no. So oh. Uh, do a do a one d four. We're all gonna die. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I've been carrying this uh, revolver. One second, I just dropped it down the back of my desk. <laughs> no. The dramatic moment. He's gonna use the machete and chop us all up and beat oh, us he, to it. He does have a machete. It's true. 
We we all have machetes. How to become a cultist in five easy steps. <laughs> okay, I rolled a one. Uh, where is it again? Okay, it says you're going to attack your surroundings. So you're I'm gonna say that you start maybe you have the machete or you have your your tripod or whatever. You're gonna start swinging it and uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and hitting the crystals on the ground, maybe even hitting the big crystal. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll take like the pommel of the machete. Did anybody and try else? And, like, nobody try. else passed their Okay, you didn't pass your intelligence, so you're cool. Okay, when he hits the big crystal with it, and oh, I'm sorry, this is going to last one d ten rounds. So, let's see how long it lasts. Roll the six. Okay, so it's going to last six rounds. He's he's freaked out, you know. Yeah, so that's like a full minute. Uh, right. Um, he starts uh, hitting things. When he hits the big crystal, uh, you immediately notice the creature turns its head towards him. Um, also, two more of these things come in out of the shadows and start sniffing around for whatever is making the noise. Um, they don't ever approach the mirror. They only approach your reflections in the mirror as if they're trying to orient themselves to your positions. What do y'all do? Stop it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to grab a shift uh, and uh, start getting out of here. I'm like, shift, shift. We got it. It's time to go. We got to go. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, the crystals aren't even there. Come on. I'll just be smacking up being like, I can't look at the reflection anymore. You'll have to do a maneuver. I mean, a brawl to okay, see if sure. you can restrain him. Is that an opposed rule for me? Uh, oh wait, that's a three, no, because yeah. you don't really have any. Uh, 34. So I, I, I passed. Well, he I, manages to get his arms wrapped around you, but you're <laughs> fighting him every every step of the way. Okay. Um, uh, can I try and calm him down? Could I do use have, like psych? You'd need psychology. Psych you'd need psychoanalysis. Okay. And it would take talking to him for yeah, a long right. talk time. Um, Dan, what uh, do you do? I'm at first. I'm just like, what is? Okay, this thing's a trick of the, and then I see him bashing his camera, and I'm like, "Well, he's a he knows how to box. He's gonna beat the shit out of that guy. I'm gonna grab him, uh, make okay. put. I'm gonna basically arm lock him. Help All right, the, so you're uh, helping. Yeah, I do a do a grapple with. Uh, I'd say you get a bonus roll because he's already grappled partly. Who is still looking into the mirror? Uh, definitely me. I'm sort of transfixed yeah. by these wolf creatures. Extreme. Um, all right. So you, you're both, you're keeping Sam from getting away. And what are you trying to do? Drag him back to the, the way out? Towards the, yeah, towards the way out. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Sam, as you're looking into the mirror and you're seeing these things, the first one uh, that's, that's near Dylan's reflection um, it does something very odd. It 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 almost moves like 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 a cat sort of twisting around itself and you see this 
light up here, and it seems to be marking the air. There's a slash, and then a curve, and then another curve. And then suddenly you see the creature sort of fold into the curve and vanish. And then the other ones start to do the same thing. What's going on? I um, think his like screams are unintelligible <laughs> to be yeah. able to tell anyone what's going on. So Dylan and Sam, what are you both doing when you see this? Perhaps this is not a good time to be here. Um, th th those things just vanished. Uh, I'm violently looking around. Where, where, don't, I don't see them anywhere, do I? The, do, you guys uh, know, do you guys know anything about occult? Uh, I have occult, and I I have five points. <laughs> I, I have, know, but I think uh, I, I think we're already trying to get shift out the door. <laughs> I think the three of you are, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get out the door. Uh, if oh. I can find a cult on this page, uh, a, a cult or mythos, because I have both. <laughs> um, well, you could do mythos if you want. Uh, you because probably only have I, a couple of points. Yeah, it's because uh, I got a. I, I rolled a four. I have a five <clears throat> mythos. Uh, I have a forty-five occult, so I will roll that. I have a one on mythos. I don't know <laughs> why. You rolled a four. You what? Did, what did you have on occult? Uh, my occult that would be a that would be an extreme on my occult and a regular success on mythos. Okay. Uh, I also got an extreme, on, or no, I got a hard success on occult. Okay. Both of you are convinced that that whatever those things did in the other place, mm -hmm. they opened up some sort of gate, then and they've stepped through the gate. We need to go. <laughs> we need we need to leave right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I I I would go over to them and grab one of uh, Sam's legs and like <laughs> hoist him off the ground. They're already farther out than you guys. Oh, okay. Oh, where are we? Out of it. It's just like yeah. All right. Just follow I'm, after them. I'm going to uh, before you guys start running after us. Grab one. Grab, grab one of what? Crystal. Crystal? Oh, yeah. uh, I look for like, you know, one that's relatively Screw that! Big. Just go! <laughs> you, you may have already stuffed some in your pockets. Um, I take the skull <laughs> with me. I take the skull. Absolutely. All right. Uh, you're running up the, the ramp to the door. Um, Sam, I'm going to say based on stuff you just said, you're the, you're the last one. Um, I mean, you're still running, but you're the last one. I'm probably, you know, the last person, yeah. And because you've grabbed the skull and you've grabbed yeah, I'm holding rocks. the skull under my arm. Um, as you look back into the room and you're turning the corner, somewhere in the room you see a light go and make a straight line in the air. Uh, and you don't stop to see right. what happens after that. You guys run. You leap through the, the door. Uh, which way are you going to go? Are you going to go up the mountain where you came? Or are you going to go down the mountain? There is another lava flow going down the mountain. I would say we probably should probably go the way we can. It's probably the path of least resistance. Yeah, exactly. The way we came. Yeah. Hold up. Make sure he's fine. Follow me. I, I think I remember where we came from. 
All right. Uh, so you start running. You get outside. Uh, you start heading back the way you came. Uh, everyone do spot hiddens. Including me? Yeah, all of you. Uh, no, well, yeah, by, by now, Sam, you're starting to come out of it. Regular success. I failed. My character's too busy looking at the path. All right. That's a I, I failed as well. Yeah. <laughs> Those of you who succeeded, uh, you look back, and on the roof of that structure, uh, you suddenly see a bright line sort of slash across, and then a curve, and then another line like this. And one of these things folds out of space and appears on the top of the building. And when it does, the ground starts to rumble. And you suddenly see a, a, a minor blast of smoke and ash shoot out the top of the volcano. And uh, the, the volcanic eruption gets, is getting stronger. My God! <laughs> I'd like you also to do uh, dex rolls to see if you lose your footing as you're now scrambling. Uh, I got a 44. I got a 58 of 70. I'm going to spend right. two points to make that a hard. I thankfully I succeeded regularly. Okay. Unless you failed, you're fine. If you failed, then you, you trip and fall. Um, I rolled a crit fail. Oh no! Oh. All right, Nine, right on it to ninety six. Oh. I uh, can't spend luck. I don't believe. Not on a fumble, no. uh, Dan. You you trip as you're as you're running. Uh, you feel yourself go oh. down. You feel yourself slide on the the oh. volcanic lava, so it it scrapes you up. Uh, do any of you look back at this point other than Dan? Uh, I don't think no. I can stop looking back. Okay. <laughs> what you see is this thing on the top of the building suddenly comes leaping off of it. For a moment, it disappears into the jungle, but then you see it come leaping out uh, from behind the, the jungle along the path that you guys are running down. And you see it just almost gracefully leap through the air and it comes down right on top of Dan. Um, you hear Dan scream and there suddenly is a fountain of blood going everywhere as it just literally tears him to shreds. Um, and you see another of those things appearing up on the on the structure. So Not you are running. Game. <laughs> when the second one appears on the the mountainside, the volcano the volcano lets loose. There is a huge boom. Um, everybody do constitution rolls. If you fail, you are deaf. It blows your eardrums out. Uh, that's, that's a hard, hard success. I, I also barely got passed. a hard success. 62 out of 70, I barely. Okay. Uh, maybe just luckily you see it and you put your hands up. Yeah. It's just in time <laughs> to keep it from... Uh, but it, it 
it almost knocks you off your feet. You see lava shoot out of the top of it, and it's going down all the sides of the volcano at this point. Run! (laughs) Run! Run! All right. Uh, You find that you are flying down the the mountainside like like mountain goats. um, Like a bat. Managing to jump from rock to rock and, and run over this lava flow until you get down to the path. Um, and then are you going to run over the top of the island down towards the bottom? I think this, the quickest way is uh, on the bottom, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so, so it was the whatever, whatever way we came. I think, I think we came, yeah, along the bottom. came from the bottom. Okay, so let's, yeah. Yeah, let's go the same way back. Yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, so I would like you to do a group luck roll, which means okay. whoever has the worst oh, luck right. does the roll. Um, what, what are all count? of your lucks? I've got 46. I have 50. 50. 48. So 46 is. Sounds like 46. Okay. All right. Let's go, fellas. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no. Fail. Fail as well. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. As you are running, a flow of lava is heading down this side of the mountain. <laughs> and. Um, it partly cuts you off your uh, choice. Just your choice is to try to leap over it. Um, oh, geez. Leap over it. Yeah, you might be able to make it. I, I'll have you run, roll your well, jump rolls. Jump. Uh, I, 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 I step forward and I say... My life, you know, was always leading to this point. It had to culminate in this. Uh, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I'll, I'll, I'll die uh, in my field of study. And this I'm is gonna, a volcanologist's dream, right? Yes, right. <laughs> I will become I'll be, one with my work. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna be. Yes, I'm gonna be the first one to either conquer or succumb <laughs> to to my work, and I'll, I'll be the first one to jump. Uh, I have a twenty, so here we go. One in a five, baby. You can't spend luck. You can. I cannot. Or I can. You can. Spend okay, luck, cool. So what? Okay, let's see. One in a five. I got a lot of luck ready to go. Uh oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh no. Uh, that's an eighty-five. Oh. And it's twenty, and I have fifty luck. So that means I just barely failed. <laughs> All right. Now. Aside from what you've seen in movies, lava is liquid rock. Mm -hmm. So it's much denser than like water. Um, There's, there's actually websites that'll tell you that if, if, uh, if uh, Gollum fell off the thing and fell into the lava, he wouldn't sink into the lava. He would skitter across the top of it because Frodo, uh, because he's much less dense than the, the rock. So in this case, you land on the lava flow. And aside from the fact that it's moving, um, it probably just burns one of your feet. Mm-hmm. Probably ah! lights, it probably easily lights your shoes on fire yeah. and, and burns your legs. So do a 1d6 uh, hit points of damage. We'll see. Okay. So you don't instantly oh, sink into the lava. Right. <laughs> That's, that seems fitting, six. All right, so your your pant leg bursts into flames, and and your leg your your leg gets badly burned, but you can still run, and you can you know put your your pant leg out. 
Um, how about the rest of you? Going to try to jump All over? Right, I'll give it a shot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no other option, right? Correct. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you're going to get one point of luck. You get a six. Uh, wait. Oh, wait. That's yeah. I imagine yeah, like skid through the last of it. I'm like just 21. like hobbling to the other side. Gonna spend one you to bring it to a twenty. You gotta go for it. Ah, I'm, I'm still on fire. <laughs> All right, roll the 21. I'm going to spend one luck to bring it to a 20. <laughs> so. Okay. So I got a 26. So I'm going to spend 20. Or I'm going to spell, uh, spend six luck to bring it down to a 20 to succeed. Okay. And Sam? I, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to spend another two points of luck to make it an extreme success. <laughs> just in case. It won't be any yeah. different if it's. Oh, uh, by the way, I, I did just for to, flavor, just for I, flavor purposes, I guess. That, that that did bring me so that that, that, that six took me to five, but uh, luckily I am a constable man, so I passed my con save to not get instantly stunned or knocked okay. out. Okay. And your adrenaline is like through the roof mm. at this point. Um, <laughs> okay, so now you guys are running along the path. Uh, Brooke, uh, Brock, you are uh, hobbling. But uh, you're still managing to just suck up the pain and do it. Uh, but as you look back, uh, you suddenly notice one of these things bound out of the forest. And it literally jumps and lands right on the lava uh, where you landed. And you can see it stand there for a moment and lower its head and sniff at the, at the place where you landed. And then it starts bounding again towards you guys. Oh, no. What do you want to do? Faster! They're coming! <laughs> All right. Extreme prejudice. Uh, shift, you've got to get out of here. Get those photos to the presses. God damn it. Rock, do a, a luck roll. All right. Here we go. I didn't spend any. Uh, nope, but I got another 85. Okay. Um. Before you can make a maneuver, uh, the thing once again leaps through the air and hits you right between the shoulder blades. Uh, you ah. fall to the ground screaming, and it tears you limb from limb. Uh, the, the rest of you have, have cleared a corner, and you're heading up towards uh, Smith's Landing. Um, the, the, the jungle behind you is on fire. Uh, you can see it going, and... Uh, you can see that the people of the village are all rushing to the port. Um, a few of them have managed to get into, um, what do I want to say, uh, water airplanes. There's a few of those there. There's rich people. Some of them are getting onto their boats, their yachts. Um, they're trying to evacuate because you can see the lava is heading towards the village as well. Um all right, so you are running. Uh, you you clear the edge of the village, and you, you haven't seen any more of the creatures, except that you think maybe you've seen some blinks of light here and there in the jungle behind you. But with the fire now, it's 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 too bright. Um, you you're sure that thing is still chasing after you. Where those things are. Uh, you run into the village. And just as you, uh, you're one of the last people, there's uh, some boats that are still managing to, to leave. 
some rich guy's yacht, you know, uh, and he's like, oh, come on, come on, like this. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> both of you do a, a spot hidden, or there's three of you do the spot yeah. hidden. Ooh, uh, that Extreme is a hard success. Hard success. success. Uh, I got a hard success. Okay. Um, as you're running and glancing back, one of you notices, well, you all notice, far down, there's a wall somewhere in the, the village. You suddenly see a bright speck of light make a line and then a curve. Oh. And at this point, you're leaping onto the boat and the guy is pulling away as this wall of lava is fall going into the town. Buildings are going up in flames. And uh, they want to get away from the island. And uh, as they pull away from the island and they get out maybe, oh, half a mile, the island just goes ba-boom like this. You see it explode. It throws rocks and shrapnel into the air. And... Uh, and it manages to avoid the huge ripple wave that uh, that passes under your ship. You know that now that there's probably going to be a, a tidal wave in Australia <laughs> when that happens. And your ship, <clears throat> the water comes to a, a still. There's blackness behind you from all the smoke of the, the destroyed mountain. And your boat sails on towards... Australia or New Zealand. And as you're standing on the deck, on the back of the wheelhouse, a spot of light appears. It slashes down and curves like this. And then another one appears. And that thing unfolds itself from the angles and slaughters everybody on the boat, including mm -hmm. you. There are no survivors. That's the end of our story. We went a little excellent. over. Sorry. It's so good. That was awesome. so any, any guesses? Hind of Tendalus? Hind of Tendalus. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty Wonderful sure it's stuff. because we hit the big giant stone, which I was playing the yeah. deal. <laughs> so hold on. I, hold on. What were those things? I, I don't have much knowledge about them. Uh, in Lovecraft, the Hound of Tendalos is this. It's not really a hound, but they call it a hound of Tindalus. It's this alien crystalline sort of thing that hunts people. And once it has your scent, it will hunt you through time and space. So the fact is you were actually looking millions and millions of years into the past, looking through the crystal, uh, but it still could sense that you were in that spot. And once it did, it simply folded space and move forward in time until it could find you. Uh, that is there, there was, once that happens, there's no escape that will, I theoretically, if you can get to a room that's a perfect sphere and there's no angles, there's no flat it, surface. It can't get in. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I had no idea. I love the Hound of Tindalos. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fought out plenty of them in Pathfinder. Yeah, because the thing is, I thought for a second then when you said basalt and Australia and large, low, pre human, we we're going to deal with serpent people. But it's like, yeah, but, yeah. I, I was expecting Nazis, uh, serpent people. <laughs> yeah, based, because as you could see from the chat, we were just joking about Nazis at first. Right, right. 
All right. Well, let me go ahead and finish up, and then we can chit chat yes. some more. That was amazing. Okay. That was awesome. Our players included John Dos Passos, Eddie, um, Eddie <laughs> Sorry, I asked you beforehand. Eddie Deathlefts, uh Theodore Martinez, Mark Anthony, and Daniel Balfour, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our, our other members. You can uh, set up a private game, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We do have a new patron tonight uh, who lists himself as Wolf, uh, probably German because it's got an E on the end, so Wolf. Uh, he's pledged $3 a month. Thank you so much, Wolf. Thank you, Wolf. Thank you, Wolf. If you'd also like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.